Welcome to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management, an exciting week ahead, a show jam-packed full of information for you, the listener, on the added value that we offer here at Guildhall, which is our favorite markets in the world, the world of physical gold, silver, and natural fancy colored diamonds. As always, remember, past performance does not mean that the future performance will be the same, and we are not your financial planners or advisors. We encourage you to do your due diligence when looking at the ownership of gold and silver or natural fancy colored diamond. Determine if it's right for you. Let's get into the show, Jeremy. I'll introduce you. Jeremy Wiseman, the Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management, and a big warm welcome to everybody that is now a new client of Guildhall week over week. Congratulations. That website where you can find information as you're listening to the show, guildhallwealth.com, or the phone number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver Jeremy, this week's show is an interesting one because it touches on something that is very sensitive for most people that are planning their future. They're looking ahead and they're asking themselves, what will I need to retire successfully? And what we've come to realize over the last number of years, especially with our experience in registered accounts and people coming to us to put gold, silver in those registered accounts, is that there is a general overall concern about shortfalls. There's a concern that there has been a war on savers. There's a concern that what was promised may inevitably not be there when it comes time to retire. And so this week, uh, having highlighted a case that we're going to talk about during the show uh, of a pension fund that may potentially have a shortfall, uh, we are going to focus on the idea of what choices savers have. Do they want to risk? Do they want to have losses? Uh, Obviously, they don't want to have those things. Let's talk about gold and silver and how it relates to that and tie this all in. And for what it's worth, let's get started by talking about kind of the periphery of the topic. Uh, This week, it was an interesting week because there were a number of very neat things that were happening in the market that maintained gold and silver price. We didn't see another drop off week over week. Prices are good. They still remain in a beautiful range for buyers. And we're expecting big things as we approach the holiday season and into the first quarter. However, around us, the world is changing very rapidly. And we had an article this week from CNBC on renewable capacity, which is an interesting subtopic, part of the whole idea of not only would I own gold and silver to protect my wealth, but I might own things like silver because of this revolution of sorts in the demand for this type of product. And CNBC wrote that there has been a renewable capacity set for 50% growth over the next few years. And that's just simply saying things like solar technology and green energy that relate to the usages of silver in particular, an interesting topic, are going to grow by as much as 50% in the next few years. That's a staggering amount of silver going into the world in being used and not recycled. True. And, you know, it's an interesting thing to look at in terms of the future. You know, a lot of people who are interested in cryptocurrencies, for instance, they're really interested in the future. Right. And if you look at the world of renewable resources and rather renewable energy, you have to look at solar power, wind power and battery power, right? The the batteries that are used in electric cars and whatnot. 
And there's so much silver used in uh, photovoltaic or solar power, as well as wind power. Uh, the, the turbines, they have to have sort of a, a gasket on it. They call it a brush. And silver lasts much longer and is a better conductor of electricity than copper. So it's, it becomes cheaper long term. So renewable capacity set to grow by 50% in the next five years. 60% of that is solar power. The world is moving towards that. It's a great thing. And it's accelerating. It's accelerating. How do you benefit? How do you take advantage of that by owning some of the, the, um, ingredients of that <laughs> there you go the commodities, yeah, commodities used itself. in it silver is one of those and the best part of it is it will get cheaper as it goes along but the usage of silver will even if they're using smaller amounts it's going to grow we've seen that in this market the usages for silver continue to expand even if the even if your cell phone gets smaller actually in the last few years they've gotten bigger that's true but uh even as the technology gets smaller um the usages continue to expand. So I think having silver in your portfolio for that green energy sector of your portfolio could be something to, worthwhile to look at. All right, so savers have a choice. One of those choices is to own something like silver as a way to increase their wealth going forward, not just because it's an insurance policy, but because they are looking ahead and doing their due diligence to see things like the growth of renewable energies. An interesting subtopic and part of what we're talking today on savers choices and tying all that into one major topic we're going to come back in the second segment and talk a little more about some things that are happening in the ecb right now the the global picture if you will of the economic breakdown that's occurring and uh later in the show an interesting topic about pensions, which I think many of our listeners will be very interested to hear more about. You are tuned into The Real Money Show. The number to call for free information, a free investor kit on owning gold and silver, how to buy it, how to store it, how to get it into a registered account and take advantage of any free gold offers we have, which we love to give away. The number to call, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. We'll be back in one moment with The Real Money Show. You are tuned into the Global News radio network on 640 toronto welcome back to the real money show with Guildhall wealth management i'm your host darren long and with me as always jeremy wiseman vice president of guild hall the number to call to get that free investor kit 187-78-SILVER or the website guildhallwealth.com a quick update for our listeners we have a seminar coming up in one week's time and that is saturday november the 30th the 10.30 slot is now completely full. We are jam-packed. We've opened up a 12.30 slot, so that'll give everybody a couple of hours to go through everything with us, hear the presentation, and if you're still interested in putting a seat aside, we've got a few spaces left for the 12.30. Go to the website. You'll find it under seminar sections right on the front page, or call the number one eight seven seven eight silver We'd love to have you there. Jeremy, in that first part of there, we were talking about the topic today, which is really a focus on savers. We love this topic because it's near and dear to us, and planning for the future is so important to our clientele. And when we're talking about this, we'd be remiss if we didn't point out the aspects of the global picture that are occurring around us. I mean, we live somewhat in a bubble when it comes to these things because we're not always taking into consideration what a dollar is worth somewhere else, so to speak. And that same analogy holds uh, true when we talk about global economics. In fact, it's so true that for the first time in, in our existence, 
we are going to be seeing an entire world moving in the same direction as opposed to one part of the world still uh, doing well or growing or gradually increasing in value, economic growth. Everybody's easing. Everybody's doing all kinds of things to prepare for this landing. That's actually an issue with central banking as a whole. Right. That they, you end up with contagion being much more of a factor than in the past when banks were much more independent from central banks. You could have a bank fail and it didn't, it didn't end up affecting the whole system, but because there's so much more um, dark pools of money and so much more leverage in the system and they're so much more interconnected than they ever were uh, through the central banking that you end up with a lot more risk in the system than you once had. All right, well, let's stay on that topic of central banking. This week, we have a great article from Bloomberg called ECB, the European Central Bank, flags risks to financial stability from its own stimulus. So from its own stimulus packages, all the quantitative easing, all the money printing, they're now coming out and saying, uh-oh, these are some very serious risks that we've created because of this idiocy. So instead of letting the two bigs to fail fail and just going the route of reset, mm-hmm. they put all this money out there. It's not working. Yep. Interest rates are falling into negative rates, especially in Europe. And they identify four areas of risk, which will take us into our next section here. They say that signs of asset mispricing suggest potential for future correction. The risk appetite remains robust in their opinion. Valuation, however, of many assets is too high. Yields are too high. So they're telling you essentially these stock buybacks that are occurring, the likes of which we've never seen in our entire existence, that's a huge concern because the valuation of these companies being traded around the world are way too out of whack. Yeah, you, there's an article that we're going to talk about later in the show where they say they're pulling future gains forward right. to the present, mm, right? And they're capitalizing now, but the, at, the, at the behest of the future. So the second area of risk is debt sustainability concerns. Well, that's obvious. You can't keep increasing the credit card limit. Sooner or later, it's too high. It's too much. You're never going to make that money in your entire life. Just before we started the show, Darren, I looked up unfunded liability 2019 and click news Mm -hmm. and just a slew of pensions and issues come up regarding debt. We'll stay on that. We're going to talk about that. From the smallest fund in Chicago to the teachers fund in California to the Fed itself saying these deficits are unsustainable. Growth prospects are weak, as they point out. Companies are taking on more debt. Property prices are rising, and low interest payments are becoming a burden. The fourth, challenges to bank profitability. Interest margins are being eroded. Costs remain high, and risk provisioning is rising slightly. I argue with that. I say it's rising rapidly. Well, aren't we so glad that the central banks stepped in to bail out all the big banks because they were too big to fail, and now... The whole thing is becoming one massive systemic issue. Thank you, big banks. (laughs) And I remember, like, if we can bring it back to a Canadian perspective, I remember when they were starting the lower interest rates in Canada, and Mark Carney would come out and say, we're lowering the the rates, but that doesn't mean you should go out and, and borrow a lot more. But that is the whole underlying question and issue that we're bringing to to bear right now, which is, well, what choices do we have? We either suck up the losses of the lower interest rates, or we take more risk with the lower interest rates, go into real estate, go into stocks or whatnot. Um, What are the alternatives to that? And of course, by everyone 
everyone decided to take the risks. So what ends up happening down the road? Things like the fact that the ETFs, for instance, are, are overloaded. They're not liquid anymore. Right. I've had conversations with clients saying it, it's not a liquid asset. I thought it was, but it's not. What happens when a panic happens? When a panic happens, a panic sets in. It'll be unlike anything we've ever seen before. It's an unfortunate reality, but we're faced with that right now. When we come back, we're going to talk about that. Also, who's adding gold? Let's talk about central banks on the theme of that, uh, that are adding gold and why they might be adding gold. Our opinions on that, Jeremy. Also, who's easing? What central banks around the world are actually all engaged in easing right now? We've talked about the U.S. over the last little while. Who else is doing the same thing as the U.S.? Quantitative easing, back on the table, printing of money. Let's talk about that and the crisis of the pension, the unfunded pensions that are moving forward. Savers' choices, folks. That's what we're talking about. How do you prepare for your future with Guildhall Wealth Management? That's one way you can do it, by owning some gold and silver, whether it be taking the product home, shopping online, adding it to a depository, putting it into a registered account, or even using allocated financing where you can lay down as little as 20% of the metal. Those are choices you have at Guildhall, and all of them are physical in nature. So let's talk more about that when we come back. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. You are tuned into The Real Money Show. Welcome back. And this is a discussion on Savers Choices. Jeremy, this week, we've been talking about a number of issues. In the last segment, we touched on four big risks that the ECB, the European Central Bank, sees to financial stability. One was asset mispricing. Stocks are overvalued. Two was debt sustainability. No doubt. Can't run a credit card only so high before you don't have the ability to pay it back anymore. Uh, bank profitability. Well, we have a saying, never bet against the banks. Whether you like that or not, whether you believe it or not, it's something that's held true. If the banks become too big to fail and then go over that tipping point and start to fail, that's a problem. That's a serious threat to an economy. And the last, uh, increased risk-taking. It's pushing us to the point, we're going to talk about pensions in a minute and what they've had to do to compensate for shortfalls in funding. And um, as a result, Jeremy, central banks around the world, they're making changes to policy. We're not doing it here at home. Our lovely government dumped all the gold we had, sold it off. Why? I have no idea. We have some of the biggest gold reserves in the world, and yet we own none. That is a serious risk to our economy, in my opinion. We have a couple of things this week that have, are adding up. Uh, one, Russia, they're adding massive amounts of gold to their holdings. And in fact, they have become so adamant that they've taken, as of this past week, all of their foreign reserves, and they've tallied up their gold holdings to a staggering 22.5% of total reserves. That's almost one quarter of their reserves. And in addition to that, it might not surprise you as a listener that Russia would be adding gold any more than the U.S. would be adding gold. But there are other countries that are adding and talking about it. And sometimes we learn very valuable points and lessons from those countries. Jeremy, so you brought one this week. Serbia, of all places. An interesting read there as well. Yes. the um, Serbia paid $434 million last month to acquire gold. They did it at 1503 an ounce. And they raised their total holdings to 10% of their reserves. And the president, Alexander Vucic, said, quote, I think we'll continue to do that because of what we see in which direction the crisis 
in the world is moving. And he later on goes to cite slowing growth in the euro area, which is their biggest trader. So here you have a president of a country admitting that there's a global crisis, financial crisis brewing and that they have to protect themselves. So when we're looking at the saver's choice of losses, risk, or gold, we see that Serbia is hedging by putting more gold in their portfolio because we don't know how this is going to end. And that is the whole purpose of gold. Is we And we're seeing this across the board, aren't we, Darren, at, at, especially at, at Guildhall, is this flight to safety. Well, I feel, I feel that the stock market's too high. I don't want to take a risk there. I'm not going to sit back and just take losses to uh, inflation in terms of just letting my, my money just devalue away. So I'm going to put it somewhere where I feel safe, and that's precious metals. And that's a trend that has actually been in place since 2009. Believe it or not, this is a long time coming. It doesn't get much mainstream play. And the reason is because central banks don't advocate that individuals own gold. They believe in it for themselves, but they don't pass that fortune on to the small investor. It is not uncommon for our listeners, and if you're listening, you've probably come across this yourself, to go into a bank and ask them, can I buy gold here? And they say, well, sure. And at the end of the day, the net result is it's a paper alternative. You can put your money into a fund. You can put your money into a certificate, but you can't actually buy and take home the physical asset. That is why we exist. It is what Guildhall does. We are not a jack of all trades. We are an expert in one particular arena. And our fearless leader, Paul, uh, has always said that if I had to have open heart surgery, would I want to go to my family physician for that? Or would I want the best damn heart surgeon in the world? And when it comes to physical gold and silver and protecting your wealth, that's what it is. And if you want to make sure you understand this picture a little better, we've talked recently about the easing happening in the U.S., as we mentioned. But let's just for a second before we go to commercial here, talk a little bit about where else they're easing. And Jeremy, this list is staggering. Not only is the Federal Reserve in the U.S. easing, the ECB is now easing. The Bank of England is easing. The Bank of Japan is easing. China, Korea, Russia, Brazil, Indonesia, Mexico, Philippines, Thailand I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And this is the foreshadowing of a problem. And that problem can only be resolved by taking proactive measures to protect your wealth. Yeah, I think what you're ending up seeing right now, it's pretty, to me, it's very clear. They're not waiting for the crisis. They're trying to avoid the crisis. It's, it's really like a giant episode of I Love Lucy. You know something is going wrong. You're trying to hide all the little chocolates, and the, the problems are going to come, come, come quicker and quicker and quicker, and they're trying to avoid right now. They, can't, they know that when the crisis hits, it's not going to be something that they can really fix. So I think what, what we're seeing is a panic to avoid the crisis. That's how fearful they are of facing it head on. Well, let's talk about that when we come back a little more and share the client story of the week and how it relates to pensions. It's a very important topic, one that I think as you as a listener should be very concerned about right now. You are tuned into The Real Money Show. To call us, one eight seven seven eight silver We'd be happy to send you a free package of information, jam-packed full of details about how to own gold and silver, the various types of silver that you can buy, and gold, and the accounts that we offer. And if you want to go a step further, go over to the website, guildhallwealth.com. You can shop online from the comfort of your own home, look at the various accounts and get yourself a seat one week from now as you listen to this show we are doing an in-office seminar 
Our 10.30 slot is now closed. It's full, but we have opened up a second slot for 12.30. Maybe it's more convenient for you. There are a few seats left, so go over to the website or call the number. When we come back, Jeremy, also, we're going to be talking about an update from Rio Tinto. Finally, some news on the Argyle Tender. That and much, much more. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Thank you for staying tuned. You are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. The phone number, one eight seven seven eight silver The website, guildhallwealth.com. And a reminder, the seminar for this coming Saturday, a week from this weekend, is at 12.30 p.m. for anybody signing up at this point in time. The 10.30 slot is now jam-packed full. And a reminder, as you listen to this show, that everything we focus on is physical gold, silver, natural, fancy-colored diamonds. We help you to buy it. We help you to sell it. We help you to get it home or into storage with our vaults. We also help to put it into your registered accounts, whether that's a TFSA, whether it's an RSP. You are going to have the opportunity to put it in any type of RSP. It could be a Lira, locked-in, spousal. could be an RESP. All of those are options for you as an owner of physical gold and silver through Guild Hall. And uh, Jeremy, there's so much to what we offer. We always talk about the market. Sometimes we forget to talk about what we do. <laughs> yeah. And the, the key for us, especially in anything that we do, is that the client has full ownership. The motto is if you can't hold it, you don't own it. And at the in the registered accounts, clients have the ability to go to the vault and personally hold the product in their hand. They get a personal inventory report that they know exactly what's being held at the vault. Um, that's their product. And uh, even outside the RSPs, if it's a regular depository account, you have an inventory report with your name on it, sub-account, listing of the bars that you hold. Go to the vault anytime to personally audit. There's no obligation. Take it home whenever you'd like, even in the RSPs. If you want to cash out your RSP and, you know, as opposed to taking cash. Typically, you, you take, take cash, right? Typically, In you take option, the cash. this option, you don't have to. You can take your bullion home. Exactly. And that's the beauty of that registered account. Uh, this is, and much, much more, always going to be available by just calling that number, one eight seven seven eight silver Get the free investor kit. There's no obligation, and you get insight into this world, which you need to know more about. Now, Jeremy, on the theme this week, we've been discussing savers, and it is something that's near and dear to your heart. Over the years, you've talked about silver as savings, metals as savings, and how it can be a great alternative, especially as each metal clips along at an average of 9 to 10% per year, which has been the case with both gold and silver since we opened our doors in 2002. This theme this week, however, really defines the choices that are limited now to savers. There's a war on money. We know this. Can't just freely have money sitting around anymore because somebody's going to want it or try to take it from you. So you have to decide if you're somewhere around the world that's in negative interest rates, would I prefer to keep it in the bank and lose a little bit of money but still be assured that the bulk of it's there? That's happening right now. Believe me, folks, we can show you hundreds of examples around the world where that's the case. Do I take increased risk by putting it into markets that are already inflated? As we discussed earlier, the ECB mentioning the inflated concerns about st uh, stock valuations. Huge concern yeah, here as well. It's not 2010 anymore. It's not. You can't buy a, a, a stock that's you know in a, in a big company and not be at a risk of knowing that we're near the top of a market, not the bottom of a market. Or 
do I consider alternatives such as gold and silver? You've made the case for owning gold and silver throughout this show, and it's a very, very easy case to make for us. True, and and look, it, the idea here is saver's choice, losses, risk, or flight to safety. And yes, the stock market could keep going up. QE can keep going. It's going to push valuations up even further. You don't know when a bubble, when the bubble is ready to burst until it bursts. So you have to hedge that. You can't buy fire. You can't buy insurance after the fire. You have to buy it before. So let's get into the pensions. All right. This is a huge one. This is something you should be listening to. Record it. Listen to it over again. Replay the podcast. There is a huge percentage of Canadians right now who are depending on their pensions going forward. When they retire, they need the pension to survive. Interesting article this week comes from FT.com, Financial Times. We're going to share it with our listeners. Anybody who wants it, they can have it. And what it basically is, is an article talking about how the plunge in interest rates, especially in the European areas of the world, uh, since the financial crisis of 7-8, is wreaking havoc on pension funds. They are not able to essentially and effectively go into the bond market to acquire an income to provide future generations of retirees a steady income on their pension. It's being lost and eroded, and the future is not bright for that. We've had so many analysts and hedge fund managers talk about the fact that pensions are unfunded and unfunded liabilities. This article starts to show that it's starting to to have real-world effects. The This article starts off with a 77-year-old in Netherlands who had his pension cut by 10%, and he talks about the effects that that had on, on him and his family and his expectations in his retirement. The article goes on to talk about how GE is um, ending guaranteed final salary for its employees. That's scary. And that in the UK, there's tens of thousands of university academics uh, preparing to strike because they're seeing steep rises in contributions. So what do pension funds do if they're un- if they're underfunded? They either raise the contributions or they stop Take they stop away. the con- they stop the having letting people take out of their pensions, right? They cut the pr- they cut the pension return. So you have this idea of austerity, losses, or the pension fund takes on more risk. Right, so we're going to talk about that in the next segment. All right, and uh, an update on a client at Guildhall who's experiencing this right now uh, as we speak. A very important topic to us. If you're a pension fund, a pension fund uh, manager, pension fund uh, owner, all the people involved, please give us a call one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. We'd be happy to speak with you about the ownership of gold and how to get some of that into your portfolio and uh, direct some of the hard assets into your pension fund. If you're managing a pension fund, you're lucky enough to be listening to this show. You are tuned into The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. Please stay tuned, and you're doing so. Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management. I'm your host, Darren Long, and with me, Jeremy Wiseman, Vice President of Guildhall Wealth Management. Jeremy, that last segment, we brought up a sensitive topic, pension funds. It is part of our theme today. We're talking about savers' choices and their futures, and we know how important wealth is to our clients and to all Canadians that are listening to this show. When you think about your future, you think of something that's the finishing act of a very worthy career, something you've put lots of time and effort into, you've saved, you've been diligent, you've put aside that money. And when it comes time to use those pension funds, 
You better believe that the majority of Canadians right now, Jeremy, are expecting those funds to be there. Yeah, pension funds evoke this idea of guarantees. And this is the tip of the iceberg of of all of the warnings out there. This show right here today, we're showing you that there are no guarantees and that these pension funds are either going to cut what they owe you or they're going to raise the the contributions on those coming into it. But either way, it all leads back to ECB and central banks and lowering interest rates because these pension funds have had no choice. They either take losses and go into negative bond yields or they take more risk going further into markets that are already in very high territories, right? But what a lot of them are not doing, the majority of them are not doing, are doing a flight to safety getting out of the system altogether, at least hedging 10% of their portfolio into something like precious metals. Now, there are alternatives out there. We're just talking about the traditional hedge. Uh, and some pension funds do have pension exposure. Funds out yeah, there. Some yeah. do have exposure to gold and silver, but bar none, the majority of them do not. And if you are a pension fund manager, you're listening and you have a pension fund, this isn't a panic button. This is nothing of the sort. Uh, buoyant financial markets have so far ensured that, for the most part, robust investment gains for pension plans uh, have been all right. They've been steady. Uh, yet, if you look at the long-term liabilities, the dimming outlook is what we're talking about for future gains. That's what's causing anguish. But I want to share with you a story. And as a Canadian, this completely floored me this week. We've been in this business a long time, Jeremy, and we've talked to every type of client imaginable, especially in the registered uh, realm of our accounts. And these are self-directed. So this is a lot of help getting individuals into markets. And we came across an individual this week who had a pension fund and um, it was a locked in account, a lira. And he wanted to take that money out of there and put it into gold and silver. And usually there's some stipulation against doing that which is protecting the money on the on the side of the pension fund and and it's their right to do it it was set up that way it protects all kinds of chaos from happening to the pension fund and having it torn apart in bits and pieces but in this instance we actually called the pension fund manager because the client reported to us that he was going to take a haircut of 40 percent and we figured that's just standard that's the way it goes you want to unlock those funds you got to take a haircut it turns out, however, folks, that upon calling the pension fund manager, and I was privy to the call, I heard the call myself, the pension fund manager had no problem telling us that, in fact, you could only take out 60% of the money in the pension because only 60% of the money existed. 40% of that money was gone. It was a, a funding shortfall, as he called it on the phone which meant that for the foreseeable future, unless things changed, despite there being a decade of growth in the stock markets and those riskier environments we've talked about, there has been no ability for this particular pension fund, which is robust with subscribers, to control that matching game. And in fact, if we look back, Jeremy, the reason why this is of such concern is because in doing our research for this show, we found out that in fact, it goes all the way back to 2008 in the U.S., that the last time where we can see pension funding one-to-one, -one, meaning every dollar was there that was accounted for, was in that possession of the pension fund. So it becomes pretty clear. We know, we can look at the chart in this particular article, that the pension funds have become, again, not all of them, but many have become chronically underfunded, that they're going to end up with a choice between 
showing those losses to the contributors, raising contributions to those new coming in, taking more undue risk in a market that's already saturated with risk. And what, what happens when you get a market that's saturated with risk, you also get a market that's illiquid. Yeah. And the final choice, which we're opening up to, to those listening to the show today, and maybe you don't have that option to do it in your pension fund, is to divert some funds to the flight to safety, which is precious metals. Right. And that's what we're trying to say here is that gold is undervalued right now. It is, it is a store of value. It's averaged over 9% a year through good times and bad. And we feel that we're about to enter good times. And if a small, small fraction of these pension funds move into gold, we could see the price of gold spike tremendously. And of course, silver goes along that too, because as our listeners know, silver is gold on steroids when the market gets going. Oh, is it ever? And to get into this market, keep it simple. one eight seven seven eight silver or guildhallwealth.com. That's the website. You can get the free investor kit. You can get information on our various accounts, and you can get a better understanding of how to own physical gold and silver. Keep it liquid. Learn how to buy and sell through Guildhall, and you're going to obviously get exposure to one of the best-kept secrets right now. Very few people are astute enough to pick up that phone and make the phone call. We think you're one of them. I think that you should do it. I think you'd be very excited to see what the future for gold and silver holds. And when we come back, an update on the Argyle tender from Rio Tinto, the first press release after the tender that could very well be the last one ever at the Argyle Mine in Western Australia. That and much, much more. Guildhallwealth.com is the website, one eight seven seven eight silver and you are listening to The Real Money Show with Guildhall Wealth Management on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto. Welcome back to the last segment of The Real Money Show. Thank you for staying tuned. You have been listening to a show about the war on savers, so to speak. And Jeremy, you've titled this week's show, Savers Choice, Losses, Risk, or gold. And we've talked about various aspects of the market, how the easing around the world is causing a bit of panic now, the organic growth that once a year ago, two years ago was looking like it would happen, never has caught on to this point. We've talked about pension funds, the importance that we deem um, necessary to discuss uh, with our clients and how they can protect their wealth. The concerns are that pension funding is dropping and that there are shortcomings happening all over the world right now. We talked about a case study with one of our own potential clients and also, Jeremy, central banks bulking up on gold and silver holdings in addition to how excited we are about what the near term holds on the demand side for silver with the mention of the growth in renewable energies. So it's been a show jam-packed with a lot of information. And on the heels of all that info, I know there is a portion of our listenership that loves diamonds. And we talk about colored diamonds because, like gold and silver, they are hard assets. They do tend to perform well when the environments that we're in give uncertainty to the rest of the world. The economic outlook is negative, And they do well outside of that as well. And we do have an update from Rio Tinto. It is a press release. I'm going to keep it short because we're going to share this with our listeners. And essentially, they said, that is Rio Tinto, in a media release about the famous 
pink diamond argyle tender in Western Australia, what is conceivably the second last they're ever going to have, that Rio Tinto's Argyle Pink Diamonds tender delivered exceptional results. They had a collection of 64 rare pink and red diamonds, and the 35th tender was a double-digit growth tender yet again. Now, in looking at some updates from other suppliers, uh, noting some of the blog entries that they had put into and communication with our suppliers, it would appear as this was another year in which the bids per carat rose in excess of 25 to 30% or more. And a lot of people did not walk away with the diamonds they thought they were going to. The Hero Diamonds in particular, two of the five went to one of the world's largest collectors based right in Australia. And of the other three Hero Diamonds, they did not disclose the owners as of yet. Overall, a tremendous tender. The value of pink diamonds going up yet again. And another reminder that this is still fairly new to our listeners. Yeah, it really is a best-kept secret. In in the world of natural fancy colored diamonds, it is remarkable to see the decisions made about tens of millions of dollars in the in the flash of a second. And you know what they what these bids are on some of these hero diamonds and what these diamonds can go for at auction and just the incredible sums of money that these things go for. Even when you compare a small pink diamond to a massive perfect white stone, the prices for the pinks are astronomical compared to the whites, which is a demonstration of the rarity. Mm-hmm. And the rarity of these diamonds is what creates the lack of volatility going forward. The fact that that the world is about to lose the, the number one resource for pink diamonds, which produces 90% of the world's pinks, and yet the best of the best, there's only 64 diamonds. The rest are all small, less clarity qualities, et cetera, et cetera. So it's, it's a remarkable market. It is a best-kept secret. Those who are in the know are so confident in what these diamonds can do in terms of value that they're willing to make these decisions so quick and spend so much money on these things. And that's why, partly why we're so fascinated with it and those of our clients who get involved in it get so passionate about it as well. And we have a great brochure about the natural fancy color diamond market that people can ask for so they can get a sense of what the market's about before they maybe dip a toe in the water and and look at some of the diamonds that we have. Two important points before we go about this. One, in the press release, they indicate 2020 is the year they will close. Two, in the past 19 years consecutively, the gains on all of their diamonds at their cost from their bidders is an increase of over 500%. It doesn't get any better than that. You cannot put something into your portfolio like a hard asset and get any better value than this when it comes to pink diamonds and gold and silver. So call that number. Get the information, as Jeremy said, one eight seven seven eight silver or the website, guildhallwealth.com. Those are the two best resources you can use. We'll bring to you next week a lot more information about the Argyle Tender, as well as thoughts and analysis from those in the marketplace on that. And more on this topic of savers' choices, losses, risk, or gold, and the reasons why we think now is the time for you to get these physical hard assets into your portfolio. You have been tuned in to The Real Money Show. Remember, a seminar next weekend. Get there to the website to get your seat saved. It's a 12.30 sitting on November the 30th, and we want to thank you for listening. The show 
Always a pleasure, Jeremy. See you next week. The Real Money Show on Global News Radio, 640 Toronto.